Yo, what's good? My name is Drake Damore, and you're listening to Wind City Sports, Windsor's only local sports radio program and podcast. Weekly on CJAM 99.1 FM, now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit, on Thursdays at 8 p.m. and replays on Mondays at 12 p.m. You can hear all of our old shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever podcasts are found. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Talk all about that at the end of the show as we normally do. Thank you for downloading this podcast version of Wind City Sports. Today is Thursday, April 19th, 2018, and is episode 92 of Wind City Sports. We are starting a new format where we will bring you a 30-minute uh, radio show here on CJAM, and then on the podcast might be a little longer, even a little shorter, uh, depending on what's going on. But that brings me to this week's guest, a fellow CJammer here at the station. He is the creator and inaugural host of The Roundtable, which focuses on Lancer Sports and the sports community. It's Adam D'Angelo. He's a fellow sports management graduate like myself, actually from the University of Windsor. Uh, that's the little difference between us. We talk all about sports management. We talk about uh, his show, how it got started, and what he might want to do with HK and, and uh, sports management. We also talk about his trip to South Korea this past um uh, I guess January, February, when he went out to the 2018 Olympics and what he did out there. Uh, some cool stories about that. And just kind of talking sports in general. We talk a little bit about our Windsor Express and everything sports. So now the podcast edition of Wind City Sports brings you no disclaimer, no station IDs, and no PSAs from CJAM. All that clutter is cleared out, and we're going to get right into the interview with Adam D'Angelo in just a few minutes. First, I want to quickly talk about the CJAM Jammy Awards that are taking place tomorrow, April 20th, 4.20 at Villains Bistro, downtown Windsor, for the annual ceremony. They're going to be handing out the awards to all the CJAM jammers who have won and they'll be having some food and some drinks and some fun we have guitar army and some other uh, musical guests that will be performing at villains bistro and it's going to be a fun time so if you are listening to this uh hopefully before friday at eight o'clock around then you know um come on out to villains bistro downtown right near cheetahs um and have a drink with us have a bite with us enjoy the show and enjoy the music as well uh, it's open to the public. Anyone can come. And if you did vote for Win City Sports for the best talk show, I sincerely thank you. We are the reigning defending champion. We won best talk show and best new show last year, and we're looking home, looking to bring home that best talk show title yet again. But that's enough of that. Now we're going to transition right into the interview with the roundtable creator, Adam D'Angelo. So first off, yeah, yeah what I want to know, is, are you from Windsor or did you just come here for school? I'm from Windsor. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, born and raised in LaSalle. I went to high school at Sandwich and then uh, University of Windsor for sport management. Yeah, we're going to get into that. But, like, were you always uh, a sports guy growing up? Kind of like myself, it was, like, sports all the time. Hockey, playing hockey, watching hockey, playing <laughs> video games, hockey, everything. Yeah, I'm currently doing the uh, – trying to get into the eSports NHL 18 uh, facade i'm not so much of the Fortnite guy but um definitely i've always been involved in sports uh soccer volleyball um those pretty much highlight it i've played a multitude of other sports but i've always 
been intrigued and watched sports. Like we always came from a family that would have sports on, you know, during your meals when you're all getting yep. together on a Sunday and yep. uh, sports is on in the background. So it was kind of always around. It's always there. And if you are involved then you're playing, so um, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's, uh, it's been good to be involved with oh, sports. It yeah. grows a passion. Yeah. Right. Um, so again, we're, we're enrolled in HK here, actually graduated from HK. Uh, we talk about, you know, a lot of people don't know what it is, but it's kind of like sport management, uh, the same thing that I had went through. Uh, what made you want to pursue that? What, what made the decision to enroll in HK? Um, great question. I decided to enroll into HK because, uh, you know, I was always just passionate about what could be, what sports was like behind the scenes because I was never going to progress and make it as an athlete. Mm-hmm. So I was curious then, you know, what, what's going on behind the scenes and how do professional organizations uh, manage themselves and work? And, you know, yeah. what people, I think, in the public don't really see is the what's going on in the inner circle and how do you make, a, a, you know, a franchise like the Maple Leafs so successful from nothing to something yeah. <laughs> and building, right? So I, that, that was always interesting to me, the curiosity on how to socially construct that environment. And I found that you can do that through the sport management path at Windsor. Did you always know that that was a thing? Like you can go to school for this? I asked because uh, I'm going to go back and just kind of tell you how I got into it. Yeah. Same thing. Like I'm in high school and, you know, they're like, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I have no idea. Um, co-op comes up. Where do you want to work? Like, you know, everyone goes to like, like they set them up. You go work at like food basics, you go work wherever. Right? I'm like, I don't know what I want to do, but all I know is I love hockey and I love sports and, Mm-hmm. being at the rink and, and everything about it, right? So through some connections, I got a co-op at the WSU Center, uh, event management where they you know do all the setups for all the events. They run all the games and stuff. And that's where one of the guys um, that was my supervisor, he introduced me to the f- idea that you can go to school for sport management. I didn't know that it existed. Again, just like you, I was like, I want to know the behind the scenes and kind of work there. I knew that it was a thing. I just didn't know how to get there. You know what I mean? So... That's why I took my co-op there, and then he uh, um, introduced me to sports management. Um, I was, you know, I was taking like college courses, so he was showing me Lambton College, Durham College, all these different ones, and I ended up going to Lambton. Because what year did you go? I started in 2011, graduated 2014. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. So like then, when Windsor started theirs in 2014, I had already graduated. Did you ever like think about working maybe with like the Sarnia Sting? I did. did that they? was the first rink I ever worked at. That's the nice. first place I ever drove a Zamboni. Okay. So I kind of wanted to do See. the same thing uh, that I was doing in Windsor, right? Like the event management. Right. But they didn't but, have that. All well, they had was, like, they barely had any concerts, so they didn't have, like, a specific department for it. But, like, oh, we can get you with the facility operation people. So I'm like, mm-hmm. sure. And it ended up being, like, basically the maintenance guys. But I was like, hey, uh, what does it take to drive that Zamboni? Like, going back, like, when we were talking off air, you're like, is there, like, a course? That's what I asked them. They're like, no. Like, same thing with, yeah, like, you know, the kids shovel the snow and stuff. I did that. I was like, do I need to, like, show you that I can skate or whatever? And they're like, no, can you skate? I says, yeah. And it's like, okay, you can do it then. You know, so I ended up doing all different stuff for this thing. But um, Was that before or after Stamkos was there? After. This was, was when they were in their worst ever, like, worst <laughs> team in, in history of hockey, man. I was there from for, like, one semester, January to April. Yeah. And they won one home game. They broke a record for most goals against over 300. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I didn't like the one, like they had a reading week or whatever, so yeah. I was gone home. And that's the only time that they won a game and I wasn't even there. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know, 
the Sarnia thing, they really turned it around. But when I was there, it was not like super yeah, exciting. Yeah, if anybody from know. Sarnia is listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I also did like some setups, like events there. I did like Elton John and WWE and stuff. So that was kind of cool too, just to see how that uh Yeah, you see how it unfolds and how people put it together and construct it. And then we have these, you know, these are events that you're having every night, like hockey and these professional events. There's a production that goes behind making right. all that happen, and that's tirelessly, you know, throughout the week, and that's basically sport management. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, we're seeing that big time now with the Express. Like when I came, I think my graduating year, they uh, were just starting, but now you got a different dynamic, right? Yeah, it's more of a of a fun event and theatrics that go into that kind of stuff, you have, know, music and stuff. So, are you have you been to the the games, the basketball games? Yeah. yeah. What do you think about a, lo- a relocation? Because apparently it's not working. Yeah, I seen that in the news the other day. So I work at that arena in Lakeshore where they actually had their playoffs last year. Okay, and they they did playoffs. They did actually pretty good out there. Like a lot of people locally and from like Bell River in the area came out, and people from Windsor came out. But it was playoffs, and it was quite the drive. So I don't think that uh, them traveling outside of Windsor, like even in the close vicinity, would be a good idea. And I know that they really like the WFCU Center. So I think they're going to try and hang on to there. I think that a, a, a venue like 80 Knox, size-wise, would be perfect for them. It's just that's an old dungeon. It needs building. work. There's renovations that have to be done. <clears throat> um, I've watched them play at Caesars Palace. Yeah. And I've watched, like, Mike Rock and, and the Lancers yeah. play there. He hit this amazing half-court oh, I shot know, I know. during that game. I put that all over it. Because I interviewed him, like, Maybe a week or two after before he had that. oh before, no, before he had, it, man, and incredible. that was nuts. Yeah, that was crazy. I was watching it too. They had it like perfect timing right on Snapchat. If you followed their feed, it was like clicked on it. It was Mike hucking it up. Yeah, I can't believe they caught it. Like, but that. like That's games. This is what I mean, though. Games like that are working at Caesars. Mm-hmm. Why not partner with Caesars and like it's downtown. Mm-hmm. It's like a professional like venue. You know, you feel like you're going into an arena like as if you were at Little Caesars Arena. Well, <laughs> actually, it kind of is little yeah, compared to close. Caesars Vegas. Uh, they always do good at those uh, Caesars uh, games. The games, yeah. So, like, they always have a good draw. So I, I agree with you there. Um, the logistics, I mean, who knows, right? It's all money. It, it's That's the thing, How much? Right? Yeah. Was, um, did you read that maybe, article about them? They, like, they I, haven't even no. turned a profit in a single season. You know what I mean? And not to bat, I like, I always it. say, like, I wish the best for that team. I try and support them as much as possible. I interview their guys, go to their games, but we want to see them stick around and make it work. Yeah. It's just what's the necessary steps to make that happen, or what do we need to do? And people listening, like as a community, to like rally behind them, and make sure that you support. know they don't leave and support them. Yeah. So it's actually you know it's it's up to the fans in the local community to really try and push oh, that agenda. It's a big that's a big factor for sure, no doubt. But I want to talk about your show. Do you guys? Uh, I know you guys are more uh, Lancer sports, but you might dig into that stuff too. Uh, just tell me about the roundtable, like how it got started, what it is, and why you wanted to do it. Really? Uh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd love to touch base on that. The roundtable is, like you said, it's based on the Lancer athletics, and now um, a good friend of mine, uh, Zach Evans, is the new host. Um, he's also in the sport management masters program, and so he's. Uh, doing that now still on Tuesdays. Um, I actually got inspired to do the show because of being in the master's program in HK. We had a, a strategic management sport class, and we went to Toronto for a field trip. And one of the places that we went, Dr. Dixon and the rest of us, 
uh, went to Coach's Corner, like CBC Studios. And we're sitting there uh, in the Coach's Corner in Don Cherry's seat and Al McLean's yeah. seat. And you're like, you know, doing like the whole mock thing. And, uh, you know, they're kind of doing a little tape episode. So I thought like that experience was just so neat that um, I was thinking about it one day and then I wrote like a proposal for a sports show kind of based around Lancer athletes and um, that was it. Next thing you knew, Carly and, and Brady had signed off on it and that's how it started. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, like everyone has a different story, right? And like I had said to you before, it was like I never thought that I would be doing anything like this. I don't know, maybe you're like, that's what I want to do. And then, like, in HK, in sport mm-hmm. management, you can explore so many different things, right? So maybe you got into that. I was like, I can do this. I can, you know, whatever. Um, but, again, like, I have uh, came across the roundtable a couple times. And, um, again, it's a lot of Lancers, guys. Do you ever find it De- different? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, between our shows, we've definitely crossed over. Yeah. And we've had know, I, yeah, multi- the multiple of the same athletes. So that's great. You know, that's just great right there because it shows that, you know, these these guys, these these women, everybody is interested in uh, us helping each other build brand exposure and, you know, the university and really pump them up so that more people can connect with who they are. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. I like to just tell their stories, really, right? Get to know these people and tell some stories and whatever, right? But uh, do you ever find it hard to get guests or is it like your involvement in HK really help you with you know a lot of athletes being in that as well I mean it definitely helps I think just because in HK we're already well connected mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people uh, within HK that from all levels that uh, know each other and, and there's a lot of athletes that participate in HK so uh, the ability to kind of pick from a, a little bit of a selected group that's already there and then also through those routes meeting uh, new people. Um, so it's, I, I mean, I've, I'd say fortunately I've had it lined up where uh, I've never like had to stress about missing yeah. a, an episode if there wasn't like an athlete on or mm-hmm. if, if I was away then just playing an encore or something. But yeah. I think the the most surprising factor about going out there and asking the athletes to do the interviews was how receptive they really are to just say yes and, and want to do it. So I thought that was probably the most interesting. I mean, 95 out of 100 times. Oh, yeah, I agree. It was. Uh, it's surprising, and it really, like, drives you to continue doing it. You know what I mean? Like, when I first started, it was, like, I asked a couple of people, and everyone said, yeah, and I was surprised because I had never done it before. <laughs> like we said before, like, I had no experience, so. It's a new, yeah, it's a new thing that a lot of people, you know, you you try it together, but that's, I think that's what's great about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool that people I mean, are now, <laughs> I mean, we listen to podcasts all the time. That's what uh, I took a lot of, of great inspiration from, right? Yeah, I so. mean, I, I, I love so many of them. I listen to so many of them, and I'm sure people listening listen to a lot of podcasts themselves, whether you're at the gym or, um, you know, doing some studying or whatever the case may be. There's always something going on in the background. Yeah, they're super popular now. That's why I kind of modeled it after a you know some popular podcasts you do you know, have like, like a certain favorites or that you're yeah, listening to uh, your you? talk is jericho chris jericho okay yeah, chris, yeah yeah it's really good because he, he has wrestlers guess. music musicians anyone like he'll have anyone yeah and i just i don't know i just like his, his kind the of wall of jericho so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like to break it down wrestlemania you know? um what else spitting chicklets the hockey one spitting chicklets, on barstool cool. sports that one's yeah. great um, and Bill Simmons is a big one. Bill, he's the NBA, right? Bill Simmons. Or he, is he, he, he'll he expand into, into anything else. You know, that's a, he's one of like the top podcasts right now. But also like radio talk, radio. You know, like ninety-seven one, the ticket is like 
when I started this, a lot of people were like, yeah, do what they do, do what they do. And like, I always want to do something different, but again, you have to kind of take some inspiration from, for some things. That's why I like to do this rather mm-hmm. than just like a, like a straight up interview kind of discussion, talk about the express. What do we think we should do with them and stuff like that? Right. That's what you guys kind of do as well. Right? You know? Uh, yeah. Similar things. And yeah. then you're really just, uh, you know, trying to build on that exposure and, and see what's best and, just tell their story, like you know, like you yeah. said. And we're, all in that's all, what we're doing telling fun. their story. Yeah. It's just for fun too. Uh, is there anyone that really stood out to you as a guest? Uh, sometimes it might not necessarily be the person, but it's the conversation. Like maybe there's some episodes where you're like, I really like that one. Or I'm gonna be so politically correct and just say <laughs> everybody was amazing. Of course, but. that was on my show. Uh, but definitely, I would some of my, I, I, I um, more memorable and. Uh, interesting it's just because of the personal stories not because of so much i mean everyone's great uh but cory belmore um two-time three-time beer mile champion you know you're running four laps chugging four beers and (laughs) the man just shattered his own record so i thought his personal journey and his story and he's a really great guy and he's got surrounded by great people and great family so uh i think that was i had him on i think a couple times um, but I just think that's he's the most humble guy, so I think that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just the conversation, you know. Sometimes it's like, wow, this is it's pretty awesome. Are you doing anything else, uh, like volunteer wise, aside from CJAM in like the sport community uh, in the field? Because uh, like you know, like volunteer experience is so critical in this sort of field. So, is there anything else you're doing? Or uh, right now, there's nothing that I'm I'm currently doing. I'm just working part time. And I'm in that purgatory period between uh, finding a job, yeah. waiting on all the applications that I've sent off uh, to now uh, hear back from a couple of responses and then fill the next stages and the next steps and see what happens after that. But hopefully something soon will come up. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting. Uh, I've been home for a couple months now. So it would be nice if uh, I can get started. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, but you did do some volunteer work out in Korea this uh, winter. It's one thing I definitely want to talk about, man. That's, that's so yeah, cool. It's winter Olympics. It. Tell me all about it. What did you do? Tell me about the experience, where you were, everything, what you saw. Um, yes. So Pyeongchang, yeah, 2018 Korea, uh, Winter Olympics. I had the opportunity of, of getting to the Olympics. I did my internship with the Canadian Olympic Committee in Toronto, and I was part of the digital media team. And with digital media uh, – through my CV, a little bit uh, a past story about before I was at South Korea. I used to live in South Korea, and I taught English there for a year and a half from 2014 to about 2016. So I had a, already like a lay of the land and the culture and the experience of being there. And I had uh, an opportunity during a content meeting where they were like, um, we need volunteers. And I had no idea that the COC took volunteers on. So... I asked them if I could jump on the volunteer team and go back. And um, basically they said, yeah, that would be great. So I was going to be working with them again. But as a volunteer, you have to fund your own way there. So your flight and your accommodation. But they did a great job with setting you up with like a Facebook group. And there's honestly probably like 84 to 100 volunteers all across Canada. And you uh, get to mingle and then you kind of find uh, people to group up with. So I was fortunate to... Uh, group up with two guys from Vancouver who are awesome and um, basically, you know, just paid for the flight and did five weeks in Pyeongchang working in the me- media center. 
and I was working mostly on Olympic.ca. So like a lot of the work I was doing was for like the engagement. So if you were going on Olympic.ca, there's a lot of ad work that was on there, uh, photo galleries, uh, updated of medal results, um, contents, uh, transcribing uh, athlete interviews, taking like footage and videos. Um, and then one of the coolest parts of the job was the opportunity to meet Canadian athletes that had medaled. So in the team media center where I was working, uh, all week you had athletes coming in, Mark McMorris, Lori, um, Max Pro, Lori Bluin, uh, Dufour LaPointe sisters, um, uh, the curling couple, John Morris and Caitlin Laws, yeah. Tessa, Scott, Patrick Chan, the whole figure skating crew and everybody's kind of coming in and out, the speed skaters, Charles Hamlin, and you get to, uh, you know, have a conversation and experience uh, hanging out with them and just kind of kicking back, relaxing, watching Olympics as you're working on things of the Olympics. I'm like currently working on a photo gallery of Charles Hamlin and he's sitting on a beanbag chair <laughs> watching the other speed skating event happening, waiting to get interviewed in the Facebook Live and Instagram Live studios. Because at like on their social platforms at Team Canada, if you were following them, you would have all the live feeds of their interviews coming up. So that's that was why they were uh, working where I was, or coming in and doing their interviews where I was working. Yeah. I should say, that's that's wicked, man. That's yeah. cool. Because that's one thing I was going to ask too is like if there's anyone like of notoriety that you had met or crossed paths with. Is there anyone like maybe you, are you a big fan of the Winter Olympics? I'm a, I am, man. I'm a huge fan of winter. I think winter gets a little bit uh, swept under the rug more than summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, summer's just, there's just more going on and, and whatnot, but winter's cool. Uh, I had the opportunity, like, I think I have a little bit more, um, I don't know, I experience with winter th- things because even in my field trip last year in history of modern Olympic movement, uh, Dr. Martin takes a class to the Great Olympic Journey, and you stop in Toronto, Montreal, COC, and then you go to Lake Placid, New York, and you stay at the USOC with all the uh, American athletes that are like all the sliding athletes. And this is a class in the program of sport management in HK. So it's an opportunity for a life experience that you get to go on and to like l- see what Lake Placid is like in the history uh, and meet Jim Rogers, who was – the last member since the 1932 Lake Placid Committee from the last Olympics mm-hmm. to be, you know, involved in the decisions. Or sorry, the 1980, I should say, not 1932. That was the first one. 1980, like the the panel. So there's a lot of history. So I think with the Winter Olympics, it's it was uh, an opportunity to see a lot more. It's, it's pretty cool, especially the sliding events. Dude, we were at and, and you can literally, like from me and you away, is how far the track is. So, like, literally three feet or so. And the way that they're just zipping around, like, five G-force. Yeah, the speed is crazy. The speed is the speed crazy. Is, is incredible to see it up close and then just kind of follow them. by between three seconds of turning your head, they're gone down, the, you know, next part of the track. It was insane, yeah. That stuff is always interesting. But I think, like we were saying, people kind of sweep it under the rug. It's because it's sports that you don't see every day. You know what I mean? Like in the summer, great like point. people people are swimming year round, people are running year True. round, whatever. But you the don't exposure see to bobsled, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> where do you like here in winter? Maybe it's different. In BC. That's why I said 
it could the whole like, thing. You know, it's different in different provinces, but here you don't just go bobsledding year round or like True. have any. Like if we were from Calgary, we could you and I can go. Hey, do you want to go and hit the track for bobsled this weekend? Because you can yeah, pay. Know, you can like yeah. even in like Placid, if you like, there's certain depending on the wind and um, if the athletes are running any test tracks. But anyways, you can pay X amount of dollars to go and experience what's it like to slide down a track, and you only go like a quarter mile of the way. But it's like something that you can do for like a weekend. You know what I mean? But yeah. like it's like us saying, do you want to go goat karting? Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but you don't see that in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, it's like I just don't understand how these guys are training all the time. That's what like just casual fans looking at the Olympics probably are like, you know, why would I want to watch this? But the reason I want to watch is because you don't see it. Like what it's, are these guys? What is true, this, it's, this sport? So – I, I guess know, we're just – you and I are, are driven by our curiosity differently than – Yeah, and we have that background others. where it's like, you know, we, I respect all sports based on my passion for it and uh, wanting to work around that kind of stuff. It's like I, I don't want to sweep anything under the rug, you know? Yeah. Sports, it's powerful, man, especially like the testimonials from the athletes. I remember Tessa and Scott uh, who won a breathtaking ice dancing event when they came – uh, into uh, our media center to work or to do their interview. Um, you should just, everyone's in the room just like lit up and like they immediately made everyone feel so warm and just talking to them. And, and, you know, the first thing everyone's curious about is the chemistry that the two of you have together. You know, why aren't you dating? Why aren't you together? <laughs> and they're, they're like, oh, again, like really, <laughs> even from you guys, you like, you know, we're, we're supposed to be working with them and being like, you know, professional. professional yeah. And we're all like, so is it true? Are you guys together? And they're like, cut it out. <laughs> but Scott's a good guy. He'll have a beer with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. It's cool that you got to like kind of interact with them that way too, right? Kind of. I feel they're more like everyone's human. That's what I always like yeah. after, after interviewing some of the people. It's like everyone's just a guy or a girl, but especially those kind of athletes, they're just, I feel like they're more down to earth, you know? So it's cool. And I hate to take it away from there and I hate to start to wrap it up I think we should do another one sometime maybe just about sport management or something but yeah we can definitely um, fill another yeah air time oh, quick, an Jesus. <laughs> um, but just a little bit about yourself yeah. I don't want to put too much on you but what's do you have any goals for HK like you said you're you know mm-hmm. pursuing a uh, career and like I had mentioned there's different paths you can go down within sport management is there anything that you're kind of after or an industry that you'd like to work in could be uh, a tough question like when I was yeah. like even graduating I was like what do I do now, you know? But um, for me, I always kind of want to work like Parks and Rec, work around the kids and, and give them stuff to do, you know, like set up programs and stuff like that. That's uh, my sort of thing. Yeah, definitely like the two pathways that I've kind of been applying towards are uh, university athletic departments. I really enjoy working within an athletic department mm-hmm. and all the ro- any of the roles and kind of moving in okay. in that. And, uh, you know, athletic director has always been something yeah, that I've been course. passionate That'd about be as, like, you know, as who I am at when I'm 50 or 55, you know, and I have that 10 years before I'm kind of retired yeah. kind of thing. So I look forward to that. Or, like, uh, I know always a passionate about working in professional sports. Um the GM level. <laughs> yeah, that's like going into it. was like, I like to be a, the GM the for GM. the Leafs. Like <laughs> the boardroom discussions of drafting a player at number four. Yeah. Well, it's know, still cool. things like that. <laughs> it's, that that's like, so cool. Like, you ever seen you know, that draft day movie? I have. But like, that's, uh, I'm that's, not even a big football guy, but like just the whole. The setup. setup and, yeah, and the, the logistics of it. And the phone calls. And the yeah, negotiating. I think yeah. that stuff's cool. Uh, but what about broadcasting? You think that 
could be a path for you? Um, I mean, it could be. Like, I'm open to it, and I've applied to places yeah, same, like, for broadcasting, yeah. CBC, whatnot. Like, yeah, currently, yeah. I'm waiting to hear back from two jobs. One of them is, like, I, you know, they send you, if you're going to be chosen, we'll send you a questionnaire, and then that's the next step. And then you fill it out and send it back. So the two that I'm waiting to hear back is from the 2019 Canada Games in Red Deer, Alberta, as a communications and media coordinator. And the second one is international sports event manager with Red Bull in Austria. So I'm like, okay, I'd have an opportunity to move to Austria if, like, let's say Red Bull wants to do an interview or whatnot. So it's, oh, it's worth it. <laughs> it's, it might be worth it, but uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, there's hopefully more coming up by the next couple of weeks. Honestly, Drake, ideally – Toronto. So if anyone's, you know, knows the hookups in Toronto. Yeah. Well, there's lots of. There's a lot of. I love Toronto. There's a lot going on. GTA, or even like Kingston, Ottawa. That'd be even good. That's cool, man. Yeah. So hopefully something turns out, but I'm I'm waiting. That's sweet, man. We kind of share some same uh, passion. It's Mm -hmm. glad to have you on, man. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me on, and we should do this again. Okay, back here on Wind City Sports, Windsor, Ontario's only local sports radio program and podcast. Again, thank you for listening and downloading this episode, the podcast version of Wind City Sports. We just heard from Adam D'Angelo, a local Windsorite, uh, former HK student, graduated from sports management, and a fellow C-Jammer. He created the Roundtable, another sports talk show here on C-Jam that uh, centers around Lancer Sports and also um, branches out to the local community. So I decided to bring him in and uh, kind of shoot the breeze about sports and kind of get his story um, about what he uh, wants to do and why he decided to uh, start the roundtable. So uh, thank you for joining me, Adam, at, at CJM at the studio, and I hope we can do it again. Uh, that whole 25 minutes just flew by. I think that we should do a whole other one. Uh, like we talked off air uh, before we started recording, a lot of people don't really understand what sport management or leisure studies any of that stuff sort of is so we can do a conversation just talking about that and kind of getting that out in the open i like how we talked about uh, the windsor express and what's going on with them and that will transition right now into our local breakdown let's take a few moments to talk about some local sports news that's going on and some upcoming events we're transitioning into the spring uh, hopefully uh, soon man Uh, and we are going to be having rugby lacrosse and a lot more sports starting up. So we're going to talk about that, but start off with the Windsor Express. Just really briefly, if you haven't seen on Windsor Star or on CTV or anything like that, it's been on the news lately that the team is looking for options uh, yet again to uh, uh, expand maybe out of the WSU Center and possibly even out of Windsor. I hope that they don't leave. I mean, a new venue for them would be beneficial, as me and Adam talked about. There's not really any place that is ideal for them in the city of Windsor. Uh, personally i mean maybe space wise there is places but uh, there's nothing that is on par with the wfcu center and i know from working there and working around them that they love the wfcu the amenities but they're just not making money and uh, their contract is actually up with the city of windsor in their agreement with the wfcu center so now they are looking for a new venue so uh, i honestly hope to see them back uh this year um usually their play or sorry the regular season starts in november so they have between basically now and then uh, to find a new contract with the city of Windsor, rather be WSU or somewhere else. Uh, but I would love to see them have another a cool little uh, facility and um, enjoy those games. And if that being said, if they do do that, I will probably miss 
uh, the WFC center days, but what can you do? And I did like how Adam mentioned uh, the Caesars games, the Clash of the Coliseum. They always turn out um, uh, good crowds for those, and I think maybe some influence from Detroit being so so close that some people kind of migrate over, and also uh, the Lancers, at least this year, they did a uh, double shot with the men's and women's basketball team with the Lancers and then the Express game, so that really drawed a lot of people as well. Spring is technically here, and uh, summer will be approaching soon, at least, you know, the months of summer. Hopefully we get some nice weather by then, but our Windsor Clippers are going to be kicking things off this Saturday over at Forest Glade Arena with their home opener. Game time is set for 7 p.m., and they will be taking on the Alora Mohawks. Their home opener was tonight, actually, against the London Blue Devils out at the Lambeth Arena. Game time was at 8 p.m., so they're probably about halfway through, maybe, uh, probably not even actually at this point. Depending on when you're listening to this, this came out at 8 p.m. sharp, or sorry, 8.30 sharp, so um, game is probably about halfway done. Looks like they have a good amount of Saturday night games um, between now and June, and then the playoffs will kick off in, in July. So come on out and support some local lacrosse, some great players that come out of the system the last couple of years, like Andrew Guerin, who was on the show back in the beginnings, and uh, Dylan Riley last year. Hopefully we'll get some more of those guys on this year and uh, support them as we normally do. The Windsor TFC Soccer Stars are also set to start their season next Saturday, April 29th with a home game. Game time is set for 4 p.m. on Saturday, and they will be playing the Uniondale Milliken FC. That's next Saturday, April 29th at 4 p.m. It doesn't state the uh, home venue of the TFC this year, but I'm sure it is still at that uh, soccer field on McHugh next to St. Joe's High School. I can't remember what the uh, field is called right now. But uh, that's where they've been playing their games the last few years, so I'm sure that that's where uh, the Windsor TFC Soccer Stars will be playing for this season. Hopefully that game does not get postponed next Saturday, and they could play. Hopefully we got some nice weather by then. And then finally, the Windsor Rogues Rugby Club is going to be kicking off their season with the Rose City International Rugby Tournament spanning from May 5th to May 6th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. on both days at AKO Park, just down the road from um, Herman High School there on Bernard. Uh, it is a local tournament. And then from there, their first away game is actually May 12th, and their first home games will be on May 26th down at AKO Park at 1.30 and 3 p.m. respectfully. If you haven't seen them play before and if you're interested, come out and check it out. It's totally free. I went last year to a game and actually interviewed one of the players, and we're going to be having Josh DeSantis on the show soon to talk about the tournament and this year's team. Now I'm going to begin to wrap things up here on this edition of Wind City Sports, episode 92. Wind City Sports is on CJAM FM 99.1 in Windsor and Detroit every Thursday with new episodes live at 8 p.m. Our replays air on Mondays at 12 p.m. You can hear all of our old shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever podcasts are found. It's probably how you're listening to this one. If you use a podcast app, search up Win City Sports and you should be able to easily find us on there or just Google Win City Sports. Check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts for all sorts of pictures, updates, guest announcements, and clips from the show as well. Check out our new YouTube page with some new and old interviews and exclusive videos. Check out We Podcast, a totally local Windsor podcast station that also features Win City Sports, and we will be hopefully getting back on there soon. Check out some recent interviews with uh, local legend Spider Jones, last week's guest TJ Laramie, 
Uh, Alberto Del Rio, that's right, the former WWE champion. Derek Anderson, the former NBA and NCAA uh, basketball champion. And many more. We've had almost 100 guests and 100 episodes coming up on our two-year anniversary. So until next time, smell you later.